You're listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Thursday, February 20th. We're having a pack the studio day. It is. And it includes a robot. (laughs) How often do you get to have a robot in studio? I mean, last week we had fossils in studio. I know. We have a robot. It's like like show and tell on the Coffee Hour, but with the coolest things. We haven't had food in the studio in a while. Although I will say when they started setting up the robot today, I thought it was a robot that made waffles, but... Not to disappoint, but it doesn't make waffles. Uh, always about food, but it does something it? really cool. So I know it always <laughs> comes back to food. Thanks to Concordia University Wisconsin for supporting the coffee hour. Find out more about Concordia University Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live uncommon in studio with us this morning. The should I say the famous near the the famous uh, Robo Raiders, uh, our famous. favorite robotics team because they come to visit us uh, quite often. At least once a year, they come to visit us and and share uh, and demonstrate their robot with us. So we're going to go around the room and introduce the Robo Raiders this morning, starting way over here on the left. Good morning. We have is this Bella? Good morning, Bella. Thanks for being our guest in the studio this morning. And then next up is Alana. Good morning, Alana. I'm Nathaniel. Isaac. Hannah. Matthew. Taylor. Well, good morning. Thank you all for being here this morning and and bringing, and there's one more member of the team, but uh, I don't think he can speak for himself. (laughs) (laughs) Who did you bring along with you? Yes, we have our robot named Mando down on the floor here, and he's going to be driving a little bit later on today. (laughs) Did, see, you didn't know the robot's name was Mando, did I you? I did not know the robot's name is Mando. Wait it's till you, way cooler. Wait till you see the whole thing. I know. It's, I haven't seen it yet. You I'm pretty excited. preview. No. So why are you on the Robo Raiders team? Why did you join the Robo Raiders? Who would like to, to join us on that question? Taylor? Um. So f- the first robotics is like this big overarching program, K through 12. And I've been doing this since I was like eight. And everywhere I've moved, I've joined a team. So when I moved to St. Louis, I had to find a team, of course. So I found a team with good morals and to help me grow in my STEM knowledge and my business knowledge because robotics has both of those. So it's been a really good um, thing for me, this team. Absolutely. Anybody else why want to share why they're on this robotics team? One thing I greatly enjoy about being on a robotics team, and especially the Robe Raiders, is the problem-solving aspect. Whenever we're building a robot, there are always problems that we're having to solve, and I really enjoy being able to come up with innovative or creative solutions to those problems and being able to see them work, and it's just a really re- rewarding feeling. Yeah, and you've, you've been in studio with us before, haven't you? Yes, I've been here for the past two years. Nice. So what is, what is your role on the team? So this year, my role is the fabrication and engineering lead, and I'm also the lead of the lift subsystem. That means I'm in charge of the design process of how we get to our final stage of the robot and also the building of that, especially on the lift subsystem of the robot. That sounds really awesome. Is it really fun? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So that's your role. Uh, What about the rest of you? What are your roles on this team? Um, So my role on the team is I'm in charge of the marketing and getting our displays and social media um, to up to par. And I also, at competition, am the pit boss. 
What is a pit boss? <laughs> so, um, at competition, we have like a nine by nine square where 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 we are able to set up like displays and stuff, and then the judges come around. So I basically tell people what to do in it and how to set it up and who needs to leave. <laughs> Sounds like a fun job. It is. All right, who else had? Let, yeah. Let's share, Hannah, share your position on okay. the team. Um, I'm the lead competition scout, so I make sure all the scouts are coordinated and we get all the information in. What is During competitions, um, the scouts go and watch all the matches and create collect de- data um, uh. from all the other teams. And at the end, um, if we make it onto, um, if we like, I think it's top four, we're able to choose our own teams. And um, we use the data collected by the scouts to see which teams are best fit for our robot and which um, team alliance will be the strongest. Very huh. interesting. This is this is legit stuff. <laughs> Isaac? <laughs> um, my name is Isaac. I am a co-project manager, and I am the lead of finances. And during competition, I am a drive coach. Huh. Drive coach. What does a drive coach do? <laughs> um, so we have a drive team, the team that drives the robot. Um, we have a driver and an operator and then two drive coaches. So the driver and operator drive the actual robot on the field, and the drive coaches um, kind of look at the field and be the brains of the operator and driver so that they can focus on what they need to be doing. Wow. Very cool. So this is more than just one person like controlling what the robot is doing. Oh, yes. That's what I'm hearing. It takes a whole team it's to control. Teamwork. Yeah. <laughs> Nathana? Okay. Um, <laughs> I am the operator for the robot during competitions. But then also I do a lot of marketing stuff, um, designing the flyers we make and display boards and all that fun jazz. Elena, what's I your role? I also do marketing stuff. <laughs> one of Taylor's minions. Aha! <laughs> Taylor gets minions. And, and I'm one of Hannah's minions during the, the competition. I'm a competition scout as well. And I do programming. Wow, you got a lot of roles. Very cool. And Bella? So I am the uh, public relations lead and the CNC lead for our team. So what is CNC for people who don't know yeah. that? So <laughs> that it's, um, it's a machine to where we can make custom parts. Uh, we have a lot of them on our robot. Um, and we can cut uh, different things out of aluminum, uh, different plastic materials. So that's been very helpful um, instead of just buying off-the-shelf products. Absolutely. Do you actually get to design what the CNC gets to cut out? Or yes. Is- we mm-hmm. use CAD software, and then we put it into the machine. Very cool. So you, you, you understand the, the CAD software and how to design all these parts. Yes. That's fantastic. So you have do you have like a full um, idea of what your robot is going to look like before you start cutting parts out? Yes, so before we start cutting parts for a system, we build the whole system in the CAD software we use. It's called Fusion 360. And then we can build all the parts that we want to cut out in that software. So, And then we can see how, that they, how they fit together into the larger system. So we can make sure that all the um, parts of that part that we're going to be cutting out, all the holes and the cutouts and the shape and everything is what we want it to be. So it'll be strong enough, but still light enough that we can use it. So how much, how, like what percentage of your robot is, is parts that you've actually made yourselves? Do you know that? Or like just a general, <laughs> a guesstimate maybe. 
we have about 50 parts on our robot that we have made ourselves. Wow. I don't know how many parts we've ordered because <laughs> there's a lot of screws lot. on there. <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> but there are a significant number of pieces and especially large pieces that we have made ourselves. That is so cool. So when, uh, when, when, when you come across a, a problem or something comes up that you didn't expect, how do you go about uh, solving that problem or that challenge? Who wants to take that question? Bella. So recently we had a professional come in, uh, Brigadier General Blameyer, uh, wow. a retired general from the Air Force, um, and he taught us the five whys process mm -hmm. to where we pick a problem, we ask why as many times as we need to find the root cause of it, and then from there we can find a solution to fix the problem. Hmm. And if we have a problem with um, communication, well, we did have some problems with communication on our team. So we brought in a professional um, who's a personality, a colors personality trainer um, from Insight to Learning. And uh, she taught us how all our personalities can work together mm -hmm. and um, like the, our different personalities and how we do come, how we do conflict, but how to get over that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So Social what color? <laughs> What, what color did you end up with? Um, I'm blue, which is uh, more feeling and people orientated. Uh -huh. And then there's green, orange, and gold. Gold's like um, lists and um, orange is like sort of out of the box, fun. Like, well, we're all fun. <laughs> <laughs> and then green is more the analytical um, sort of side of things. Mm -hmm. So yeah. as blue... What do you what what other colors do you find more challenging to connect with or work with? Uh, definitely greens because <laughs> greens, um, they they obviously have their their strong sides, but it's kind of harder for them to um, understand the blues, and they're kind of on opposite sides of the spectrum. But I mean, I love all the colors, but personally, so I'd diplomatic. Say green. All right, so who are the greens in the room? Who are the greens? That would be me. <laughs> I'm actually mostly gold, but green is a strong secondary of mine, which means that it's like completely opposite of blues. So I'm also green, but I'm also blue at the same time. So my colors kind of bounce around several times. So. Wow. Did you find that very, do you find like inner conflict <laughs> having green and blue both? Yeah. <laughs> so it sounds like you, you are learning a lot, um, not only within your group, but also inviting experts to come help your group learn more uh, from their own area of expertise. That's fascinating. I really want to come to your workshop and see you working in action. I think we need to, to come on location sometime and see you actually working on the robot and, uh, and attacking a problem, too. Man, that's really neat. Well, we're going to come back in just a little bit and actually learn more about the robot this year uh, and demonstrate the, the robot uh, on Facebook Live. That's the plan. So if you're I gotta listening, go, gotta go boot it up. <laughs> so if you're listening right now, uh, go check out Facebook, facebook.com slash KFUO radio. You'll find us uh, going live here in just a little bit and mm -hmm. uh, see the Robo Raiders with Mando in action. What a great <laughs> name. You're listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Luther.
Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, on behalf of Concordia Plan Services, Lutheran Housing Support Corporation, Concordia University System, Lutheran Church Extension Fund, the LCMS Foundation, and Corporate Synod, daily reaches out to our members and partners, working together to support our local, global, and international ministries, church workers, and LCMS initiatives at large to carry the mission forward and to serve each other in love. Opportunities to serve, lcms.org slash careers. You hear the program, by the way, every day here at KFUO Radio. And by the way, is happy to announce that Paul Deventure, the host of the program, will be at St. Paul's Lutheran Church on Sunday, February 23rd from noon until 2. Why? Because he has a brand new By the Way book. He'll give you a free copy if you stop by, and he'll even sign the book for you. So if you'd like, you're welcome to do so by stopping by St. Paul's February 23rd from noon until 2. That's St. Paul's Lutheran Church on Manchester Road in De Pere, Missouri. The idea that our creation is the result of a fluke, an accident, is ridiculous. A hundred thousand monkeys typing on a hundred thousand typewriters, even after a million years, would never produce the works of William Shakespeare. But they might produce several episodes of Wrestling with the Basics, Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. On air or on demand. A click away 24 hours a day at KFUO.org. Sing for Joy is a weekly program of music that pleases the ear and nourishes the heart. Join us. Sundays at noon on KFUO, the messenger of good news. Back to the coffee hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. And the sounds you hear in the background are Mando, uh, but not the character from the uh, Disney series. But this is a robot created by the Robo Raiders, an awesome robotics team uh, here in uh, the Metro St. Louis area, the Metro East uh, St. Louis area. And uh, they have brought Mando to studio to demonstrate for us and share about their upcoming competition. Tomorrow morning, they are headed to the state competition. Is that right? State championships. Yeah, that's really exciting. Um, and we've been learning about the process of, of creating and building, designing, engineering the robot, and now demonstrating it. Check out Facebook, facebook.com slash KFUO Radio. You can see Facebook Live Sarah's got the camera going right now, so you can see Mando in action. Uh, it's super cool. It, it's pretty neat. <laughs> so what is, what's Mando doing right now? So right now, Mando is picking up these basically giant Lego blocks and stacking them on top of a foundation. That's the challenge this year. We have lots of Lego blocks that we're trying to stack up into the tallest tower we can. So I don't know how tall we're going to be able to get today, but we try to get it as high as possible. So what was your, your inspiration was the Tower of Babel for this project? <laughs> no. <laughs> so, as you prepare for the competition, what are you, well, what's the most, I guess, stressful part of a competition? Um, it sounds like, as you were describing it earlier, there are many aspects of the competition. Hannah? Yeah, probably getting the robot to work in the first place. That's pretty stressful because sometimes it doesn't like to obey, and then it's, it's, that's pretty stressful. And, uh, 
Yeah. It doesn't like to obey. No. Speaking as if it has, oh, it just knocked down the whole tower. Speaking as if it has a mind of its own. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It has a personality. It has a mind of its own. Yet you created it. How fascinating. Yeah. Uh, other aspects of the competition that, that you find stressful? What's the most stressful part for you, Taylor? So at competition, we all have different roles. There's the scouts who scout out the other teams, the drive team who runs the robot during the competition, and then we have the people in the pit who answer the judges' questions. So all of us, when the judges come, we try to have as many people in the pit as possible, but it's a big, we're on a college campus, so everyone is everywhere, all spread out. So we have to really find people and bring them in, because some people specialize in different questions. So the communication aspect of the competition is probably the most stressful part. So what kind of questions to, do the judges ask you during the competition? So there's a couple different awards. There's one on how your robot looks, how innovative your robot is, um, your outreach that you did, like teaching classes and things like that, and then professionals. So judges will come and ask you questions on those specific things. They usually ask us a lot of questions about our outreach and professional connections because that's where we're really strong in. Yeah, it, it sounds like it with with the uh, the stories that you've told us already. So you, you mentioned teaching classes. Are there do you, do you go out and, and teach about robotics? Yes. So over the summer we did three robotics camps and they were a lot of fun. What? Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> we did those and they were a lot of fun. So we actually teach them how to program robots and we teach them a little bit about the building acts aspect as well so that's a lot of fun for us and for the students and we actually made the curriculum ourselves and we teach it ourselves wow. and um currently we're actually teaching four fll classes at our homeschool co-op and the one at our library and then i'm at teaching at a private school robotics once a week so that's pretty cool it's where i used to attend and i was on my first fll team so it's all coming for full circle what's fll it's like the little version of this, so they're little <laughs> Lego robots, and then ah. they program them and run them on a little field. So it's preparing you to come up to this level of robotics. That would be my level. <laughs> <laughs> what, is, what is just one or maybe two things that you've learned in this process being on this team that you, you really value or you think is going to be very helpful to you in the future? What's something that you've learned as being a part of this team? Um, so one thing that I've learned uh, working on a team um, is to work on a team because I've never really worked um, with another group of uh, people before. And so it was really helpful just to learn um, the different aspects of uh, preferring each other and making sure that everyone's included in everything and just working on a team like that. And um, another aspect is the the physics and the math side of things because uh, I didn't really know a lot about that, but our mentor um, actually teaches us. He wrote a FTC book with a bunch of the the um, the math and physics and sort of, and he teaches us at almost every le almost every meeting um, just the different physics aspects of that. Wow! One thing that I've learned along the same vein as Hannah said is how to be able to lead other people. Before I was on the team, I knew how to do things and I knew how to follow other people's lead, but I didn't really know how to lead other people in doing things. But through being on the Robraders and on a robotics team, I've been able to be able to lead other people in doing tasks that I could do. 
What is what would you say is unique about your robot this year, about Mando? Because I remember seeing the robot last year, um, and, and there were some things that looked kind of similar about the, the robot. I'm trying to remember what it did. It, it picked up, was it balls? And then... Yeah. Balls and blocks. Balls and blocks. So this year is sacking larger blocks. Uh, what's unique about Mando this year? Who would like to address that? Bella? Um, so one thing that's pretty unique about a robot this year is the number of custom parts that we have on it. Um, since we really, uh, now everybody on the team knows how to use our CNC machine, we can um, make parts a lot easier and faster um, with everybody knowing how to work the machine now. So that's one thing. So the, the robot's name is Mando. Is there a reason behind that? A lot of us just really like the Mandalorian. And, the, and this year the game is sponsored by Star Wars. Oh, really? So we thought it was the perfect opportunity to name our robot Mando. And we actually have Baby Yoda on the... At the end of the game, we have to put a little marker on top of our stack of blocks to get extra points. So we have Baby Yoda on our little marker because, of course, Mando has to have Baby Yoda. <laughs> And if you're on Facebook Live, you can see the baby Yoda that uh, that they put on top. <laughs> so these these blocks, uh, they're they're yellow, uh, but a few of them have black on them. And I asked while we were in the break, I asked why there was there was black on some of them. So what what is that? Why is there black on some of the blocks? <laughs> yeah, so the ones with the black on them are called sky stones. And um, at the beginning, we have an autonomous period where um, we program our robot and we don't touch the controls. It just it does the things that we tell it to most of the time. And, <laughs> yes. And um, the sky stones, if you're able to find the sky stones, they're lined up in a line. And if you're able to find them and bring them over the line, that's like 10 points um, versus the ones without the, the picture on them. If you bring one of those over, it's just one or two points. Are you ever afraid of your robot going rogue droid and just uh, taking over everything? Yeah, because in the, in the competition, um, so at our last competition, our alliance partner's robot did that. And they, for penalties, they don't take away your points, they give the other team points. So in total, at the end of the match, I think we gave our um, opponent 65 points through the penalties in the autonomous period. Yeah. Wait, so what oh, happened? Man. What happened with the robot? What I was just kidding, but you're serious. <laughs> so, it was not intentional or anything. It was just a um little um mess up. Basically, the rules are you can only score one block at a time. That way, you can't be um just hoarding a whole bunch of blocks and score them right at the end. So, in the autonomous period, though, they had accidentally not released one of their blocks, so it was still on their robot. So then as they went back to get the other one, they still had it. So then when they, they were scoring the second block they were scoring, they accidentally scored both of them at the same time, which, in, in, uh, which scored a major for each block that you scored at the same time, plus a minor for doing it, which is 45 points, and there's an additional 20 points in penalties somewhere else. Leave it to the math guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do you, uh, some of you have been on the team for a couple of years now. We only have just uh, about two minutes left. How do you build on your years of experience? This team has been around for a while, several years now. How do you build on the experience of, of past years and uh, as new team members and those who have some experience? 
Um, so this year we're really focused on eliminating tribal knowledge because next year we're going to have five seniors. So that will be like half of the team just gone. So we focused on teaching the younger, um, the younger team members about programming and the marketing side and all of that in the CAD just so we don't lose that knowledge and we really try to build off of the past years and make sure we're building up the future years. Matthew, you've been on the team for a couple of years now. Uh, what do you think? Uh, how do you build on the, the years past? So, yeah, like what um, Taylor was saying, we try to make sure that we pass on all the things we learn in one year to the next year. Some other ways we do that is uh, after our last competition, last year that was the world's competition. Hopefully it'll be the world's competition again this year. <laughs> um, each team member wrote down like a page or two of things they learned this year that they would like future teams to know. And then future teams can look back on that document and see what um, other people have learned and learn from that. Also, we've been intentional about people who were experienced in our CAD software, our programming software, and the softwares we use for our um, CNC and 3D printer to be able to train new people this year. So we are now at a the most um, programmers we've ever had at six people experienced in the software. We have the most CAD designers we've ever had at six people experienced in the software. And everybody has done, has worked with the CNC machine. Outstanding. We only have a few seconds left. How can we follow what's going on with the Robo Raiders and, uh, and see how you're doing the competition? Um, so we have Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. FTC7129 is the easiest way to find us. So FTC7129, the Robo Raiders on Facebook, and we have YouTube. So you'll be able to see our match videos and how we do at the state competition and hopefully how we move on to the world competition. Well, congratulations, and uh, we hope everything goes well for you. Safe travels tomorrow as well. Thanks for joining us in the studio this morning, Robo Raiders. Thank you. Thank you. That was a lot Thank of fun. You. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere.